Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You're very welcome back to Lunchtime Live with Aideen Finnegan sitting in the hot seat for Andrea. Now, yesterday we were talking to people about their experiences of the crazy queue at Dublin Airport at, on Sunday. And while Newstalk is still getting texts in today about that, we were asked to take a look at a couple of other issues that are related to flying away airports, airlines and what have you. And James got on touch. James is on the line in Westmeath. James, I'm wondering what problem you encountered at Dublin airports? Uh, the car parking charges, Aiden, um, each year would go away, normally for about three weeks. Um, the parking is always around 120, maybe 130, but I priced it for this August for 20 nights and it's gone up to 230 euro. Wow, okay. That is a huge increase. Mm. And now, I've contacted the DAA um, asking why it's gone so much, like because it's, it's not as if it costs much to run the car park. Um, and they just said supply and demand that the years will cop out when they're looking for an excuse, basically. I read about this, that they were bringing in a new uh, model of uh, charging and it was, you know, called dynamic pricing, I think is the name they use. And it's that when you have peak time, when there's a surge in demand, they will up the price. And it's, I suppose, to incentivize people to use other ways to get to the airport. Do you, yeah. how do you feel about that? Well, any time I parked in the car park, it's, there's always a huge supply and demand. So I just I just think they're just jumping on the bandwagon like everybody else and keeping up with all that. Everything's going up in price. So I just think that's what they're at. It's definitely added an extra, you know, uh, cost to your holiday. Oh, definitely. I, I won't be parking there. That's for sure. I'll, I'll park up with my mum's or something and get a taxi from there. I was I just about to say you're, hassle, uh, you're, a, you're, a West, you're in Westmead, but you sound like a dub. Yeah. So you yeah, have the option. Dulce. <laughs> <laughs> so you could maybe park in your mom and get a t- in your mom's house and get a taxi from there, or yeah, it's yeah. just more hassle though because it's an early flight. Like so, but be the middle of the night, I'll be going up to park the car and trying to get a taxi, all that kind of stuff. So, and you've you've children too, obviously. So that makes things a bit extra awkward. You know, if you've got young kids, it's hard to 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 put in that yeah. extra step. Especially at the coming back on. A long haul flight as well. They'll be wrecked tired as well. So, would you have booked the flight? Do you think if you'd known about the parking? Or I'm just wondering, you know, between um, the cost of making flights and the delays and all the other I, add-ons that you pay. You know, you 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 pay a lot for stuff when you're in there. Would you? Would this be the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of deciding to to go elsewhere? I probably would have looked to go through Shannon and see what my options were there. I know it's a bit of a longer drive, but I just think it's... it's like I compared the parking the other day with Shannon for three weeks there, it was only €80. Euro. So that is a big a, difference. That's a massive difference. €80 euro and yeah. 230 is what... But that's with our basic parking for their express one. That's only a 30-second walk, I think, from the car park. It's still cheaper. It's 180 So have you paid it? Or are you going to pay it? It's... Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to park there now. Mm. But the holidays pay for all. See if I can even get the flights changed to Shannon. I doubt it, but I'll look into it. Mm. Okay. Well, James, thanks a million for highlighting that. Because uh, I'm say I'd say a lot of people will get a shock when they go to price up parking in the blue car park or the red car park or wherever yeah. it is. I yeah, hope you true. guys have a brilliant holiday, despite all that, <laughs> and that you manage to save that extra hundred and ten quid by uh, parking somewhere else. 
that's it. That's it. A taxi man will be, will be delighted at the fair. Exactly. Anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> that's it. Thanks a million, James. No problem, Aidan. Thank you. So if anyone else has had similar issues with car parking uh, prices, I'd be interested to hear from you and what you noticed in terms of the cost going up. On a slightly different note, but still related to Dublin Airport, we have Jason on the line. Jason, you pass through Dublin Airport frequently. I do indeed, Antonio. How are you? Um, On and off, yeah. I've been a commuter um, for about the last 30 years and uh, seen quite a decline in in the quality of the services and I appreciate the you know their position on COVID and, and you know everybody wants to travel again, but it's just uh, sort of stuck a note with me when I was um, listening in last week, and I, I do know in the gates um, from from a previous life or a previous job, and um, so I sort of uh, contacted your your researchers, but uh, it's it's just even um, you know there's there's endemic problems um, that exist in the airport that are sort of prior to COVID. Um, it's just the way the, the place is run. It is a shambles. And, uh, what specifically uh, is grinding your gears this uh, week? Um, the, the first thing when you arrive, the toilets. I've spoken to a lot of relatives, a lot of people about this. But is it just me being uh, being being awkward? But uh, I arrived last week. I think I even sent the pictures to your to your researcher, and you know, the toilets are a disgrace. And you know, we've lots. I'm based in Frankfurt in Germany, um, so I'm home about once a month to see elderly parents. But uh, um, it's just, you know, it's not a, a nice first welcome. Um, there doesn't seem to be much of an improvement in the, the standards of hygiene. And I'm sure there's plenty of travellers who've been to Germany or even England or, or Spain, and you, you'll know that the toilets are certainly a bit, you know, cleaner or presentable. First impressions count. Where do you travel to, Jason, when you're going through the airport? Where is it that you're generally heading? Uh, primarily um, Germany, wherever I live. But you Ooh, know, They're I, notoriously you know, clean over there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, spotless. Um <laughs> want to a better word but you know there's normally a, a clean and lady designated to that area be it the men's or the ladies or disabled toilets um, and it's just you know the overall the way the facility has been managed and you know that, that's a pre-COVID thing as well I've noticed you know especially over the last four or five years and I've been to work you know some weeks I might be travelling to two or three different airports around Europe so you know I'm reasonably well qualified to, to give an opinion on this and, and um, Dublin is just it's behind you know, definitely in terms of European and global standards. I do understand where you're coming from on the toilets issue. Of course, the problem is that that is down to the people who are using it as well, which is really depressing. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when yeah, you, when you yeah. go to Germany and they're really clean, it's probably because people are just generally that bit better at, <laughs> oh God, I don't even want to say mopping up after themselves, but you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, anyway. yeah but I mean, it's, um, you know, I've lots of German colleagues that like to travel to Ireland and, you know, Dublin and Temple Bar and Ring of Kerry and all that. I, I know it does sort of set the tone because the first thing you do when you get off the plane is use the loo and it does sort of set you up for, oh God, what's it going to be like? Listen, Jason, thanks very much for getting in touch with us to give us your views on that. Uh, We have Maria on the line in Clare. Maria, why did you get in touch with the show? Hi, Adrian, how are you? Um, So I recently had to book a flight with Aer Lingus. Just there on the 12th of May, I had to book a flight for work to the States. And with I, I got notified pretty pretty shortly after by my work that I needed to fly into a different airport. So unfortunately, Aer Lingus don't fly to that airport, so I had to cancel my flights with them. So I went online to, to cancel the flights and went through the process. They have to go on, look it up. They they send you through the to a form in order to cancel the flights, and 
when I went through the, the website, I wasn't really clear. I was looking at the website. I was looking at the terms and conditions and things like that. And I found it not overly clear about if I could get a, a voucher or a refund or, or what I needed to do to cancel the flights. Mm. So when I was doing that, uh, they have a web chat facility. I've used it a few times when I was trying to book and I found it really helpful. So I got on to them when I was trying to cancel the flights and they confirmed that I could get a voucher and just to go through the form online. So I went and did that. There is two forms on it, the website. When you're going onto the website, you have one page, which is your your cancellation. And it tells you to, before you go through the form to cancel your flights, to put in a voucher for refund request form before you go on to, to the other form for, for cancelling the flights. So I did all that. That was fine. But then I... Gosh, I didn't, I was checking the my booking to make sure I actually was cancelled. Because they do tie, in their terms and conditions, they tell you if you haven't cancelled within such a time, mm, it obviously yeah. impacts your refund. And my flights weren't cancelled. And they weren't cancelled. And I checked a few times and they still hadn't been cancelled. So I was concerned at this point. So I reached out to them again on the web chat. This time there was no reply. So I had it open. I tried a few times. You know, I'm working from home, so it's easy to go out on web chat as opposed to call somebody. Um, But no reply. And then when I tried to call, I couldn't get through. So I I called there recently the other day and stayed on hold for about an hour and a half. And when I did get through, I was just mainly concerned about the flights being cancelled. But when I did get through to an agent in customer care, he advised me that I seemingly had put in the wrong type of form and that now instead of getting a refund or a voucher for the value of my flights, which is over €700, they were only going to probably give me the the taxes and charges back, which is €270. Why? Because you hadn't put it in in the right amount of time? Was this not you actually finishing that transaction with them? Seemingly because I had put in the voucher request form. So if you're looking at this on the website, it's these are all within sequence. So you read the first thing is, if you're eligible, put in a voucher request form. And then you go down. It seems like you have to continue on to this other form to, to actually cancel the flights. And as part of that, they ask if you want a refund. And you can ask if you want to check if you're eligible for a refund or if you want a partial refund. I just put a note in and I was like, if possible, can I please get the taxes back and the remainder of a voucher in, in a voucher if possible? Okay. Um, and seemingly by doing that, okay. I have... This is where the confusion has arisen. Yes, okay. I have forfeited the, the, the value of my fare. And I'm one of those people where usually <laughs> I'm the kind of person in my family, I'm the one who has to do all the admin for everyone. You know, if my mom needs a flight booked or something, it's... It's generally me who has to do it. And I'm also the kind of person that, you know, if you go to a restaurant or something and the food comes out and it's not great or that kind of a thing, I won't send it back. I'll just accept it. But, you know, I don't like to kick up a fuss, you know, that kind of a way. But because I found this quite confusing and because I was worried about it, I actually checked before I cancelled, I, you know, 
I checked with the the chat, the web chat, to see if I was doing the right thing. Mm, you really sound like you you combed through it and you had a good look at the at the terms and yeah. conditions with a fine tooth comb. So if you were finding this difficult and convoluted, I can imagine somebody else who's maybe not as um, au fait with using online forms or you know maybe 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 even has literacy issues. I don't know that that might be more difficult for them. What have you what what have Erlinga said to you, or how are you looking for a resolution on this? So like that. The the customer service agent that I spoke to said, well, look, I'm going to change this to a voucher request form, but, um, and I'll escalate it through to my colleagues, but it's pretty much up to them then whether they decide to give you the value on a voucher or whether you'll just get the value, the 200 euro in, in taxes and charges back. Um, and I, I was like, okay, are you going to cancel my flights then? Because they're still not cancelled. And he's like, oh, well, and it's not really... There's no real point to me cancelling your flights. I was, I thought they would really want to resell the seat, yeah. but seemingly not. Okay, this um, is very confusing. We, we, we've yeah. reached out to Aer Lingus. We've actually contacted them to, to see if we okay. can get to the bottom of this for you, Maria. And they've said they will give, send us a statement. So we're waiting for them to follow up. So hopefully we will have an answer for you by the end of the show. And I hope you can get a resolution. It's very frustrating to try and, you know, go through so many different options, web chat and sitting on the phone for an hour and a half to get a resolution. That is probably one of the the most alienating things about doing booking these things online is getting is getting even, through to someone who can handle the query properly. But even I can imagine there'll be a lot of people, given everything that's happening at Dublin Airport at the moment, there'll be quite a lot of people who are maybe want to change flights or maybe will want to cancel and book later in the year when things aren't as, as hectic, maybe. And I, you know, you just don't want anybody else to end up like. Over four hundred euro isn't an insignificant amount it of money, not. and like that's just me. If you are flying with your family or, you know, with kids or anything, this would be really substantial amount of money to possibly lose. Absolutely, and it's just not. You know, nobody at any point went. You can do this or this. Mm-hmm. It was always, you know, voucher. You can get a voucher, uh, or there's the option for this. But you, there's no kind of. You know, the voucher is inclusive of taxes and charges yeah. or exclusive. Or okay. It's just the wording could be so much more straightforward and I'd hate anybody else. Well, thank you for flagging that. And I hope nobody will be else will be caught out by that if they've heard uh, this call, Maria. Best of luck. We will come back to you if we hear back from Aer Lingus by the end of the show. We, we are due to. We're going to take a break now. But up next, we have uh, ways to cut down on the amount of plastic you use in your everyday life. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.